And now, from the Haynesboro Public Library, bum, 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 Fireside Chapters. With permission of the HarperCollins Children's Books, we bring to you Sideways Stories from Wayside School by Lewis Sacker. Chapter 28, Nancy. Nancy had big hands and big feet. He didn't like his name. He thought it was a girl's name. None of the other children in Mrs. Jewell's class thought that Nancy's name was odd. They didn't think of it as a girl's name or as a boy's name. Nancy was just the name of the quiet kid with the big hands and feet who sat over there in the corner next to John. Nancy was very quiet and shy. He was ashamed of his name. He had only one friend, a girl who went to class on the 23rd story of Wayside School. They were friends for a good reason. He didn't know her name, and she didn't know his. They just called each other, Hey, you. Or just playing, You. Nancy was afraid to ask his friend what her name was, because then he might have to tell her his name. He never could figure out why she never asked, but he was happy just to leave well enough alone. One morning, Nancy and his friend were late. When they got to the 23rd story, his friend's teacher was waiting outside. Hurry up! You're late, Mac, said the teacher. Nancy's friend turned red. She didn't move. Come on, Mac. Shake a leg. Get the lead out, said the teacher. Your name is Mac, said Nancy. Mac was very pretty. She had red hair and freckles. She covered her face and ran into the room. My name is Nancy. Nancy called after her. Mac stepped back outside. I was ashamed to tell you my name, she said. Me too, said Nancy. Nancy is a girl's name. Oh, I think it's cute, said Mac. I like the name Mac, said Nancy. Mac is a boy's name. My mother has a rich aunt named Nancy said Nancy. That's why she gave me the name. My mother once had a dog named Mac, said Mac. Hey, do you want to trade? Nancy asked. Can we? Asked Mac. I don't see why not, said Nancy. Okay, said Mac. They both spun around 100 times in opposite directions until they were so dizzy that they fell over. When they stood up, Mac was Nancy and Nancy was Mac. They said goodbye. Then Mac raced up to Mrs. Jewell's room. He was no longer shy. Hi, everybody. My name is Mac. He announced. I traded names. He held out his big hand. Todd jumped up and shook it. Hi, Mac. He said. Glad to meet you. How are you doing, Mac? Said Ron. Howdy, Mac. Said Terrence. Nice to see you, Mac. Said BB. You traded names? Asked Jason. Jason didn't like his name either. That's right, Jason, old boy, said Mac. Is that allowed? asked Jason. Why not? said Mac. Hey, anybody want to trade? Jason asked. I'll trade with you, said Terrence. He didn't like his name either. Wait, I like trade with you, Terrence, said Marisha. Marisha didn't like her name. No, he's trading with me, said Jason. I'll trade with you, Marisha, said Damien. 
No, thanks, said Marisha. I'll trade with you, Damien, said Mrs. Jules. No, I want to be Mrs. Jules, said Stephen. It turned out that nobody in Mrs. Jules' class liked his name. The children all spun around in different directions until they got so dizzy that they fell over. And when they stood up again, nobody knew who anybody was. What are we going to do, Mrs. Jules? asked Leslie, who was really Eric Bacon. My name is not Mrs. Jules. It's like Marisha, answered Terrence, who was really Jason. It is not. I'm, I'm Marisha, said Dee Dee, who was really Joe. You're both wrong, said Marisha. I'm Mrs. Jules. This went on for an hour. At last they figured out who the real Rondi was. She was missing her two front teeth. After they figured out Rondi, they were able to get Allison pretty easily. And then from there they got DJ, Damien, and Mrs. Jules. She was the oldest one. Eventually, they figured out who everybody really was. They had some difficulty deciding which Eric was which. And actually, they are still not absolutely sure. Everybody just decided to keep his own name. The children didn't like them, but it made things much easier. Mac and Nancy kept their new names, but when they were together, they still called each other Hey you. Or just plain You. Chapter 29 Stephen Stephen had green hair, he had purple ears and a blue face. He wore his sister's pink dancing shoes and green leotards. The leotards matched his hair. He was all dressed up as a goblin for Mrs. Jewell's Halloween party. But unfortunately, it wasn't Halloween. <laughs> you sure look stupid, said Jason. Jason was Stephen's best friend. So do you, said Stephen. Boy, are you dumb, said Jenny. Halloween is on Sunday. Today is only Friday. You're the one who's dumb, said Stephen. Ha <laughs> ha, you'd probably come to school on Sunday. Mrs. Jewell said we'd have the party today. But none of the other children wore costumes, only Stephen. All right, class, said Mrs. Jules. It's time for a Halloween party. See, said Stephen. Mrs. Jules gave each child a cookie that looked like an orange with a witch hat. She laughed when she saw Stephen and forgot to give him one. <laughs> Stephen didn't ask for it. He was afraid that she'd laugh again. The children finished their cookies in less than 30 seconds. All right, class, said Mrs. Jules. The party is over. We have a lot of work to do. Stephen felt like a fool. The party lasted less than a minute and he had to spend the rest of the day wearing his stupid goblin suit. Look, Stephen's wearing his sister's leotard, laughed Dana. They're green, just like his hair, said Fatso. Everybody laughed. <laughs> Mrs. Jules began the arithmetic lesson. She wrote on the blackboard, Two plus two equals five. That's wrong, Joy shouted. Mrs. Jules tried again. Two plus two equals three. That wasn't right either. She added two and two again and got 43. It was useless. No matter how hard she tried, she could not get two plus two to equal four. 
I don't understand it, she said. They've always equaled four before. Suddenly she screamed. Ah! The chalk turned into a squiggling worm. She dropped it on her foot. Then all the lights went out and the blackboard lit up like a movie screen. A woman appeared on the screen. She had a long tongue and pointed ears. She stepped off the screen and into the classroom. It was the ghost of Mrs. Gorf. Mrs. Gorf ran her fingernails across the blackboard. Trick or treat, you rotten kids, she said. Now I'll get even with every last one of you. Where's Todd? Who's that? Asked Mrs. Jules. Mrs. Gorf, said Damien. Who's Mrs. Gorf? Asked Mrs. Jules. She was one of the meanest teachers we ever had, said Rondi. What happened to her? Asked Mrs. Jules. Lewis ate her, said Jason. Well, I'm not going to allow this, said Mrs. Jules. Get out of my classroom, she demanded. It's Halloween, sweet teacher, said Mrs. Gorf. Ghosts can go anywhere they like. I've come for a little class reunion. But it isn't Halloween, said Mrs. Jules. Halloween is still two days away. I know, said Mrs. Gorf. But Halloween falls on a Sunday this year, so we are celebrating it on the Friday before. Stephen leapt from his seat. See, I was right, he said. Today is the day we celebrate it, the Friday before. Mrs. Gorf proved it. He ran up to Mrs. Gorf. They all laughed at me and made me feel stupid because I was the only one who got dressed up. But they were the ones who were wrong. You and I are right. He put his arms around Mrs. Gorf and hugged her. Mrs. Gorf gasped and disappeared. The lights came back on. Mrs. Jules picked up the piece of chalk from the floor. She wrote on the blackboard... Two plus two equals four. That's good, she said. When two plus two doesn't equal four, anything can happen. All the children who had laughed at Stephen now called him a hero. But they told him to change out of his stupid costume. So, at lunch, Stephen went home, washed up, and changed. He came back wearing blue jeans and a polo shirt. Of course, his hair was still green. It always was. Chapter 30, Lewis. Lewis had a red face and a mustache of many colors. He was the yard teacher at Wayside School. It was his job to see that the children didn't have too much fun during lunch and recess. And, if you haven't already guessed, he's the one who wrote this book. On June 10th, there was a blizzard. Lewis was afraid that the children would have too much fun, so nobody was allowed outside. All right, class, said Mrs. Jules. After you finish your lunch today, come back up to the classroom. You are not allowed outside. The children all went to the lunchroom. Miss Mush made tuna surprise. They looked at it, then hurried back up the stairs. There was nothing to do. Now class, 
said Mrs. Jules. I know that you are all bored, but I have a very special surprise for you. I hope it's, like, better than the tuna surprise, said Marisha. Mrs. Jules continued. Louis is going to come up and entertain us. He will tell us a story. Now I want you all to be on your best behavior. When Louis walked in, all the children booed. Are you going to tell us a story? asked Bebe. Yes, said Louis. Well, it better be good, Bebe warned. It better be better than the tuna surprise, said Butterfingers. I thought the tuna surprise was good, said Louis. You'd eat dirt if they put enough ketchup on it, said Mac. Hey, everybody, be quiet, said Todd. Let him tell the story. Not too loud, Louis, said Sherry. I'm trying to get some sleep. Louis sat in the middle of the room and all the children gathered around. Louis began his story. This story is about a school very much like this one. But before we get started, there is something you ought to know so that you don't get confused. In this school, every classroom is on the same story. Which one? The 18th? Asked Jenny. No, said Louis. They're all on the ground. The school is only one story high. Not much of a school, laughed Damien. Lewis continued. Now, you might think the children there are strange and silly. This is probably true. However, when I told them stories about you, they thought that you were strange and silly. Us? The children answered. How are we strange? I'm normal, said Stefan. Aren't I? As normal as I am, Joe assured him. The children of that school must be crazy, said Leslie. Real Lulus, Marisha agreed. Tell us about them, Lewis, Phoebe demanded. For one thing, Lewis said, none of these children has ever been turned into an apple. That's silly, said Dee Dee. Everybody's been turned into an apple. It's part of growing up, Lewis continued. Dead rats don't walk into classrooms wearing raincoats. What do they wear? Tuxedos? Asked Todd. And girls never try to sell their toes. Lewis added. Well, no wonder, said Leslie. At today's prices, Lewis continued. They don't trade names or read upside down. They can't turn mosquito bites into numbers. They don't count the hairs on their heads. The walls don't laugh, and two plus two always equals four. How horrible, said Damien. That's not the worst of it, said Lewis. They have never tasted Marisha-flavored ice cream. <gasps> A hush fell over the classroom. Mrs. Jules, I'm scared, said Allison. Is there really a school like that? Of course not, said Mrs. Jules. Lewis was just telling a story. It was a good story, said Leslie. I thought it was stupid, said Kathy. I liked it, said Rondi. It was funny. Mrs. Jules said, Lewis, it was a very entertaining story, but we don't really go in for fairy tales here. I'm trying to teach my class the truth. That's all right, said Lewis. I have to go down to room 29 now and tell them a story. He started out the door. Class, said Mrs. Jules, 
Let's all thank Lewis for his wonderful story. Everybody booed. Ooh.